Planet Mundus, exploring Danish life. We are a little past the middle of February and academic semesters are now in full swing at the university. Aarhus also gets a lot of exchange students from all around the world every semester. Besides the weather and the general cultural shock, one of the things that students face here is a kind of a different study culture and atmosphere. We are in the studio now with Shubham Kaushik from India and also Pia Beme from Germany. And we are going to talk about a little bit about this Danish culture. Right, ladies? Welcome. Yes. Hi, Mario. And uh, for our listeners, I should mention that Mario, who's from Brazil, and Pia, and I are classmates in the Mundus Journalism Program in Aarhus. So we were all kind of in the same situation as most exchange students right now when they started when we started the program last semester. So the Danish study culture was definitely very different, at least for me, from like where I was studying before this. And I remember that we got one day of just study culture workshops by our coordinators, where this was the only topic we discussed, like how do Danes study? Yeah, I remember. It was kind of interesting to see how many things were different and how they play out, right? For you, what was the most different part? I think you you caught the most different part because like everything was different <laughs> and I didn't even know where to start. And the first thing that I noticed was that there were so many online platforms that you sort of know how to use to be able to access the readings and everything else. And at Aarhus University, we have this uh platform called Blackboard that you need to use to for everything. And you sort of need to kind of be connected to the internet and always have your laptop around you. We never had that back in India. Was that something for you to, like, was it different for you too, uh, Pia? Um, yeah, from from my experience before, we also had uh, platforms where you, you know, you could download the text and stuff, but it was a little less than here. Um, and I got the feeling like, uh, like we've been here for a couple of months and we already had a couple of problems with Blackboard. <laughs> and it was the same at my university. And I think the problem with these university uh, platforms is very often that um, university have a limited amount of money that they can put into that. And uh, I think every university, because there are so many users, all of them have problems to use it. And that's, yeah, it kind of, this idea that I had about it kind of happened here in the same way. So yeah, Especially when you're talking about, for example, even the exams, right? And then you have a technical issue during the exam and everybody's worried. But I think, for example, for my case in Brazil, I think it may play a role this fact that I got to college like 10 years ago. So internet was, of course, it was big and stuff, but it was not that much. So we would use the system basically to check grades, to get maybe our some certificate or something very punctual. But it was not like we depended on any system for classes and readings. It was like if the teacher needed, he would email the whole class. It was a little bit different. And here, I think, for example, one of the struggles is to know and memorize all the different logins and passwords and, mm. you know, users. And I think that's a little bit messy at the very beginning. Later, you get used to but yeah. it can be challenging in the beginning. It was very new for me here as well that you uh, submit your exam on an anonymous platform so we would just send it to our professor. Yeah, and yeah. That's it. Mm. yeah. And I think another absolutely foreign thing, especially for me, was the amount of group work expected here because like, even before you start the course, you sort of know that these are the people that you sort of need to work with. And constantly, week in and week out, you need to be sitting with people and doing like you know a lot of uh, important work with them, which back home in India, we don't have it. I mean, it's a very individual-based learning system. You're always on your own. Is that, I don't know how it is for you guys in Brazil and Germany. I think it also depends on what kind of study you do because my 
bachelor is not as structured as this master. So you could also decide individually if you do this course this semester or you do it another semester and you also you decide how long your studies will be at the end because you can do 12 semesters or you can do three uh, if you're like crazily good. <laughs> um, so that means that you're not on the same level all the time with the people. So you you walk your individual way and that you sometimes have group work, but not the amount what we experienced. Yeah, I guess in my VA in journalism, we had some group assignments. But for me, the surprising fact is that we have them at this level in a master's degree. I think in Brazil, in NMA, you wouldn't have any because most people, most people would be working full time and also taking the master. So there is no free time for you to meet and do things together. So I think it's very different, but it's uh, interesting to see how you learn from a different practice as well. And like group work for me, sometimes like it's challenging to sort of balance different people's expectations and stuff. But I felt like I, lear I learned a lot a lot in group work, actually, uh, especially for a few courses which have difficult concepts and you can't really get on the same level as the teacher, but maybe your colleagues in your group can help you out. Yeah, I think yeah. that that plays a key role. And I don't know about you, but I think one thing that's also very interesting is how informal the relationship between professors and students are here. I think that back in Brazil, we had that not with all the teachers, but most of them were very accessible and you could call them by their names and everything. But I thought in Europe it would be different. And knowing here in Denmark, it's quite that way. What about your experiences back in India and Germany? I mean, for me, it was extremely different because uh, it's it's very it's a very hierarchical system. And the only time you would ever refer to your teacher by their first name is if you were deliberately trying to disrespect them. <laughs> and this was not just in the classroom, also outside the classroom. Like if I was informally discussing like a class with my friends, I would still use professor or a title or sir or ma'am. Because otherwise, if you say a teacher's name, just the first name, even an informal conversation between friends, it's it's a known thing that you're trying to disrespect them. So, yeah, this is very, very different for me. I've heard that it's also not so informal in Germany. Is that true, Pia? I think it depends a lot on the individual lecturers and professors. But yes, if you like the first email you write to them, you first Google what all titles do they have. And you better <laughs> don't forget any of them because some are very picky about if you forget that they have a PhD and then you should better mention that in the email. And you want to start with a professor relation with the wrong foot, right? You yeah. want to get that right. And it happens sometimes that you're like, okay, dear Miss, like, dear Professor Doctor, blah 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 blah. Um, could you please, like, you write these super super nice email, and then they answer with sure. <laughs> <laughs> Always like that, right? And then you know, okay, he's more relaxed. <laughs> Uh, and we actually have a very, very interesting person who can tell us more about the student-teacher relationship. I had a chance to talk to him earlier today. Uh, TK Ngomba, he's one of our professors in the Mundus program, and he has sort of experienced both sides of this student-teacher relationship. He came to Denmark as a student, as an outsider like the rest of us, and now he's a professor here himself. And these are his thoughts on the whole issue. Everybody with your two hands, uh, especially your teachers and call them professors. Uh, all these call we in camera we even just say say we just call them say uh, and everything so yeah and then you get all these reminders please call me by my first name and then you cannot do that uh, so you have to look for all sort of excuses not to call him by his first name <laughs> and everything yeah but that was a survival uh, instinct and I still I still I still do that I just don't find it easy to call them by their first names yeah it's nice in many ways I think it it, it makes students feel relatively free. 
um, um, to talk with you. The hierarchy is discursively broken. Um, so, so in that sense, no, I, I would find it awkward for somebody to call me Dr. Teke or whatever. Uh, just call me by my name. Yeah. I think what, what it adds um, uh, instinctively, if I may just think off my head, is, is this sense of um, accessibility, uh, less tension. Um, it's not as if students have the illusion that they are with the, with the professor on the same um, playing field. No, I don't think so. But I think it makes it really, really easy um, uh, for students to, to relate with you. Uh, uh, and, and, and the fact that we can hang out with students in courts uh, on the sidelines of class, talk to them. The informality really facilitates things. Students can easily talk with you, ask you questions. They don't see you as a demigod who knows everything. Uh, uh, so that is fine. Um, what it takes away, uh, yeah, I always tend to say this at the very beginning. It's an informality we should not be taking for granted. Like, personally for me, like from, this was uh, Teke Nagomba, by the way, uh, Dr. Teke Nagomba, like a title he doesn't really like to use very <laughs> often with us. But like the the best thing I feel in studying in this sort of a system after studying in, you know, a very passive and distant sort of hierarchical system is that there are so many possibilities for interactions with your teachers and your and your colleagues. So, yeah, I think it's a very refreshing change. Awesome. It was great having this conversation. Thanks, Pia, Shbaham. So let's move on and with some nice music on this Wednesday evening in Aarhus. Planet Mundus.